You gotta fight for your right to party. Hey, what's going on? What's up, citizens? I am your V Podcaster host, Jay Starks, and welcome to the Bingo Book Podcast, BBP for that air. <laughs> we are on episode 19. Of course, we appreciate you for joining us on this epic journey as, you know, we slide through the DMs on these anime uh uh, adventures. <laughs> of course, shout outs to our returning BOMAT members. Rather, you are in the live chat comment section for our YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook page. And of course, if you're listening directly from streaming services, wherever you get your BBP podcast from, you already know we greatly appreciate you. We really do. Yeah, we, we appreciate you very much and we appreciate you joining us on this ride. Okay, so of course, we're going to be talking about some anime for our Winter 22 anime discussion Saturday slate. And hey, I have to tell y'all, we are closing out the Saturday Winter 22 slate today. It is that day. Saturday is out of the books as we move forward to uh, the future. It's looking kind of great. All right, let's go ahead and slide on over to my office and we'll get this thing started. Hey, I see you bit, bit, bit the guard in the chat. Hey, all right, let's go ahead and let's get it real quick. Let's let's do this. Hey. Uh, but okay, let's go ahead and show our calendar for the winter 22 anime discussion for our Saturday slate. So we have Requiem of the Rose King, the strongest sage of the weakest crest, which is completed. We won't be talking about that. And we won't be talking about Orient, and we absolutely won't be talking about the Orbital Children. However, towards the end, we will be giving some grades on the on all six of our animes for today. But for now, we're going to be grading the final episodes for the Requiem of the Rose King, uh, the case study of Vanitas, and Are Fudeta from Commonplace to World's Strongest. Now, of course, if you're new here and you're watching for the first time, we do review anime here, and we talk about manga as well. Uh, but when it comes down to anime, we base it off of three key factors. One being animation, two being story progression, and three being dialogue, right? We have our rating ceiling, which you could see at the top if you're watching. That goes from one through seven, one being the worst, two is terrible, three not good, four the middle, five good, six great, and seven is the best. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and uh, boom, get this thing out the way and let's turn up to our first anime for today. And that is... Uh, Boom, Requiem of the Rose King, episode 12, called Richard is Dead, died alone in the woods that day. Now, you know, what I have to say is um, Requiem of the Rose King, at least for this episode, it's severely deep episode. You know, I I, I cried. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I cried. Uh, and if you, the, the title itself, Richard is dead, died alone in the woods that day. Richard's plight, you know, and all the things that he's had to endure in his lifetime and being the youngest of his siblings, 
but also having the body of a woman and a man and kind of trying to find his way in the world, but really knowing that his dad loved him, you know, to pieces and, you know, his dad passed away, uh, you know, as he was growing up. So, you know, he always looked to it, like, I guess you could say the Kendrick spirit of his father. And that was like his embracing figure, but yet his mother on the other hand, was someone that completely despised Richard, like all together. Like she didn't, she felt that he was a curse upon the family. And I feel like this episode amongst all the other episodes that we've seen, and we've seen some really like, like distraught moments within this anime. Uh, this episode truly makes you feel like Richard is cursed. And it's even more sad because you see, his mother who does completely despise him and his very being. And, you know, she goes out of her way to, um, I wouldn't say persecute Richard, but rather put him in a situation to where he eventually ends up killing uh, King Henry, which is pretty much the only person besides his father that he felt like he absolutely loved and wanted to spend the rest of his life with. And so he was going to King Henry hoping that, Hey, like just, I, I like, I, I'm, I'm done with this. You know what? I'm going to give myself completely to you. I just hope that you accept me for who I am. And the thing that makes this like even crazier is King Henry was um not, he didn't have dementia. It was almost like delusional in a sense where, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it has some similarities, uh, but he could recall certain things, almost like in a schizophrenic kind of state. And so he, because he wasn't mentally stable, he didn't really recognize Richard, even though he had some fragmented, fragmented memories of him. And so... Uh, eventually his mother came swooping in at the, you know, wee hours of the night to King Henry's place and said something to, in his ear to basically make it seem like Richard was cursed. And if, uh, if Henry was to embrace him, then God would never, wouldn't show him favor anymore. And, it's almost like you, you know, you would bring a curse upon yourself in the lands and whatnot. And and Henry is a really, really nice person. Uh, you know, he he wants, uh, he doesn't really care for for war and fighting and stuff. Uh, he really wants to seek sanctuary and find this peace. And so, this was just it was just a truly sad uh, episode. But um, you know, as you know, you know. Requiem of the Rose King. I've said this in previous episodes that um, there the the anime is actually well, this is our final watch, but the anime is going to continue on until the uh, I say June time frame uh, is going to continue on. But you know that brings me to a comment that I like to read from our YouTube page, and it's from Daniel Wentz. Uh, Daniel says, actually, drop the anime. Talking about uh, Recommend of the Rose King, um, drop the anime because some of the content in the manga 
in the anime is getting skipped and some of the characters don't have faces. And so, you know, the first portion that I will, or the first thing I like to say is, Daniel, thank you very much for your comment. We greatly appreciate that. And you sharing, you know, what your opinion of, of, you know, when it comes down to Requiem of the Rose King. Now, I'll say I, I definitely have a different thoughts when it comes down to just watching anime as a whole. Like, I'm, I'm very open-minded individual when it comes down to really like media as a whole entertainment um it actually annoys some of my friends that um when it comes like let's say if you take a property like star wars for example and you have the movies which you know is kind of like source uh, you know somewhat of source material and then they come along later with disney plus and they have the television shows that completely seems to go away from what the source material is or starts to create its own narrative. And for me, I can completely separate the two. Like it's not um, it's not hard for me to do like it, it, it's it, it's kind of uh, it's unnatural for a lot of people. But for me, um, I look at just the sheer entertainment of it, like at, while I'm watching it. You know, regardless if I read the manga or if I didn't read the manga, was I entertained? Did I enjoy what I was watching? And I'm I'm literally not thinking about the source material for um uh, for it. So a good a great example I could say is uh, the Promised Neverland. That was uh, an anime that I absolutely enjoyed in season one, and I read all of the manga. Well, when season two came around. Uh, it it left out a whole bunch of content from the manga, the Golden Pine. Um, I think I, I said that arc right. Uh, they left that part out. It was a significant and probably one of the most interesting parts of the manga, which didn't make it in at all for the anime. But they wrapped. They wrapped. They were able to wrap up the second season, and I want to say maybe. 10 to 12 episodes, something like that. And it still made sense to me, even without that really, really good arc from the manga. And I still liked it, like for better or worse, like I still enjoyed it. Uh, and I could kind of see like why they skipped so much of the content if they were trying to stay within, you know, a certain amount of episodes. So yeah, Daniel, like I, I you know, you know, not to, uh, you know, antagonize you or make you feel bad or anything. Like I, like I said, we appreciate you for sharing your, your, your comment, uh, just for me, you know, but, but we are, we are taking your advice about not watching the anime any further. So I guess you could say we're kind of skipping it, uh, but to stay within our own schedule, uh, we're going to be moving forward uh, after 12 episodes and call it good. So uh, once again, thank you very much for your comment. All right. So going on grading the final episode for um, Requiem of the Rose King episode 12, I would say the animation was good. The story progression was great. And the dialogue was the best. I mean, the, the dialogue in this episode, because like I said, I told you, I cried. And the moments of the she the sheer desperation for Richard looking into the eyes of King of Henry and just basically telling Henry, just take me away from all of this. You know, I'm yours. Like, just please accept me. And just this one time, like, can I be right? Can I be happy? And then 
basically he gets stabbed. He gets, uh, I say mentally stabbed in the back and hearing, uh, Henry Kurt, you know, kind of curse him and tell Richard to stay away from him, which is like the last thing he thought Henry would ever say to him out of sheer violence. Richard just starts stabbing him like, and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Hey, if y'all don't know, that's that Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> but yeah, it's it was it was bad, and I I just man I I just I was tearing up. Like I had like you know I got I I can't even have tissues. I gotta have a towel. Like that's how bad it is. So yeah, you know, make up your mind for whatever you will with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, give me a moment. I say now I'm I'm actually kind of tearing up now. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So I mean, overall, it was a great episode, and um, you know, we'll be talking about it a little bit more in in the uh in towards the second half of our show with my final grade for Requiem of the Rose King based on the la the last 12 episodes. Okay. Hey, what up, Mac? Mac in the building, Mr. 88. Hey. All right, let's move on to our next anime, and that is... Boom! The Case Study of Anites. Now, y'all know this is definitely one of my favorite animes of this season and you know i I'm, I'm i'm sharing my bias early just so you so you know <laughs> there won't be that much of a surprise but uh, we're on episode 24 uh which is the final episode called his wish and you know this was very centric around vanitas and kind of michael uh michael and no way in some sense because they're all tied in a way well Vanitas tries to go and kill no way because no way says hey you know I need to, to to bite you and suck your blood so I can get your memories and save Dominique who's high above and on this ferris wheel and Michael has control of her and if uh you know Michael pretty much ordered no way hey if you don't do this for me, I'm going to make Dami jump from this Ferris wheel to her death. And that's absolutely the last thing that Noe wants to happen. And so he gets into this, you know, drawn out fight with Vanitez. And it was just sheer amazing. Like episode 23 um, was, it was so good. Like you had the environment where it was just pouring down rain and you can just see them just kind of panting because they're so tired from all the fighting. And it was just, I mean, those scenes are just really, really cool. It was, it was, it was a great time, but, um, you know, as they're uh, fighting, it seems that, um, Vanitez has the best of no way. And he's about to go for kind of like the last stab to kind of end him. Um, but you know, no way with as loving and caring as he is, he opens up his arms as they're falling from the sky and he's screaming out like, Hey, I'm, 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 I'm no way. I'm not that vampire, you know, that vampire that you, you're, you're cursing. And long story short with that is Benitez placed, um, he kind of created hypnosis on himself 
to where he would be able to fight Noe without considering his feelings. And so with that self-hypnosis, he was able to fight with like no problem at all. And and so with Noe saying, hey, like I'm Noe, I'm not that vampire, he broke the hypnosis. And as Vanitas is about to stab him and go for the kill, he's, his hand is shaking and he can't do it. He says, dang, why can't I kill you? And he just starts crying. Tears just started coming, rolling down his face. And Michael gets upset, gets angry because this is for him. Him uh, killing Noé is almost like the key to uh, re them being reunited with uh, their father, who is the Blue Vampire. And so it's. I know, like all these pieces, they're, they're just like, oh, okay, we got a, a blue vampire, and all, and we got somebody trying to bite somebody neck and suck their blood. It's just all over the place. But trust me, if you watch this uh, season or you know watch the last two seasons, you know that this was like an epic end to uh, season two, and it was just it was fantastic. But um, the animation was the best. I mean, I just just got to kiss kiss the sky for that one. I mean, when you consider the environment. Uh, as the Ferris wheel was falling from the sky and it just felt it had that anime but realism to it. And of course, with the sound effects, uh, the emergence of Mikhail's vampire horde, which, you know, the I like, <laughs> see, if you play uh, horror games and stuff like that, or, you know, maybe um, shooters and you hear the term horde it just sounds way worse <laughs> it sounds like oh like that's that's really bad like like people are gonna be dying up in there right <laughs> a whole bunch of bodies a whole bunch of something is coming and so yeah like this this horde from michael was was pretty cool and then of course we got to see dominique who i guess you could say now dominique is from a a very special family and growing up her, like pretty much her whole life, she was called a failure um, because she could, didn't really rise into like having the same power as a lot of other members within their family. And so for I guess in, in this moment of sheer panic and really wanting to protect Noe, that uh, sleeping powers that was like residing deep deep down within her and i i feel like a big portion of why uh dami couldn't you like really bring out the powers is because of her own self-discrimination like she really hated herself for not being able to save her brother and also feeling like um noe doesn't really want to be around her. And so it's a whole bunch of like self-conflict within herself. And she finally got to a place where she accepted, you know what? Like, I can't be down on myself. I have to, at the very least, protect Noe because of what he's done so much for me. And I want to always make him happy. I don't want to make him sad. And so boom, like Dami comes out and she has this, you know, these glowing yellow eyes and this nice ice uh, kind of wings going on. And, you know, you see, um, oh, you see, uh, I forget her name. Oh, but basically they were like, oh my God, like Dominique looks so beautiful in this state. And she looked absolutely gorgeous. And one thing I will say about Dominique, I wish I would have had a picture prop to show y'all. Um, 
the way that she holds her sword is like a rapier. I think that's how you call the weapon rapier. And it was so interesting, like growing up, I always wanted to learn how to fence. Um, but I mean, come on, you know, how many places are you going to be able to go fence in the hood? I, I, yeah. So I never got to quite accomplish that, but you know, maybe there's still time left. Maybe I might try to, uh, get a little bit of beginners training in in the next year or so we'll see uh st story progression was the best <laughs> what you're talking about though they say oh uh yeah fencing in the hood is different <laughs> it is mac it, fencing in the hood is very different yeah because you you jumping you jumping over fences and running from dogs and everything <laughs> um yeah, so story progression was the best. I mean, us getting all the way to this point was just fantastic. I mean, you can't take anything uh, away from it. It was, it was, uh, it everything that led up to here made complete sense. Dialogue was great. So, in conclusion, um, this was the best. This episode was a, an outstanding episode. Literally, probably the maybe one or two as far as best episodes of this season so far. So. You got to give a, a major hand clap for that. Hey, okay. Now we are moving on to our final anime review. And that is Are Fudeta from Commonplace to World's Strongest, Episode 25, A New Journey. Okay, so this, this episode was... um. It was actually surprising for me because I never thought that. Now, the, the thing about Hajime, you know, he's our protagonist for this whole uh, series. And he he's kind of a loner. Like, after he was kind of abandoned by his guild in this labyrinth, uh, he ended up getting stronger and eventually finding and creating his own crew. And, you know, they're all, they happen to all be girls and they all claim to be his wife so yeah hajime is the man <laughs> like, like like he rolling around like you know with big chest puffed out because he got it going on right well this this episode shows kind of like it led up to where um he protected his guild from uh pretty much trade treacherous or traitor um activities that happened within that guild and somehow, some way, now the guild that he once worked with in the beginning, before he moved on and uh, with on his own, they, now they're working. They're working together and pretty much beg Hajime, like, "Hey, we, you know, let's go back to the Great Labyrinth. If that's a chance for us to get stronger, let's work together and and do this." And I never thought that this was going to happen. Where Hajime would say. Sure, you know what? Let's do this. Let's work together. If if, if y'all goal is to get stronger, I'll help y'all out. Um, I have my own goal of what I'm trying to accomplish too. And so I feel like season three is going to be really enjoyable, especially um, if they're able to show others gaining significant strength. Now, like now it's all like when I say that I'm already starting to like shake. <laughs> I'm starting to shake because I'm thinking about animes like Dragon Ball Z. Yes, I'm looking at you, DBZ. 
looking directly at you. Um, what's another anime that would probably be s- fitting for that? But my, my point is where I'm going is DBZ got to a point where it was really only maybe two to three characters in the whole anime that were significantly strong and everybody else were just uh, B-sides, C-sides. I mean, they weren't no sides. I, I don't know how to say it, but it was bad. You know, you pretty much only had Goku and Vegeta and Vegeta was always generally playing catch up. And to me, that makes for a poor show. Like, it, I mean, people may say, like, if you look at an anime like Naruto, oh, well, Rock Lee and some of the other characters, like, they weren't strong or whatnot. But here's the thing, though. If you think about the war, they all played significant parts in the war in areas where in allowed, uh, I guess you could say, like, Naruto to handle, like, the major stuff. Whereas, if you look, let's, I'm just being honest, if you look at DBZ, come on now. There, there was, like, come on, You when is the last time you seen Yancha say, Hey, don't worry about it, Goku. I got this right here. Gone on, gone on. You know, no, no, no. You never heard that because it never happened. <laughs> I mean, maybe a long, long time ago, but it definitely didn't happen as the stuff as the seasons progress. So um, that's my kind of worry for season three in in this. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but another thing I was saying. Uh, about this anime is if if I'm ever to be blessed enough or lack of better words to find a soulmate to spend the rest of my life with I hope that they are loyal and loving as UA oh my goodness like the way she looked at Hajime and just <laughs> the way the way she looked at Hajime was just like a pure razzle dazzle like like I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that I'm able to spend my time with you. And it's 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 just adorable just watching those two. And I understand how um Hajime feels because with him it's like, okay, they my my guild, they abandoned me. And the first person I find is Yue, and she absolutely had one hundred thousand percent love for me. And will always be by my side and will never, you know, um, betray me. And so for him, it's like, this is a person that I can vow my life to completely with no worries. And I mean, how special is that? And I mean, isn't that, that's just, that's just a, a great feeling, you know? Um, but animation, great. I will say this episode was good. Uh, story progression was good. And the dialogue was good as well. And, you know, in conclusion, uh, this was a good episode. I mean, it was a relatively safe ending. Um, there wasn't too, I mean, like I said, they gave you enough to see that, you know, hey, there's going to be most likely be a next season coming. Um, but, th- you know, there was somewhat of a plot twist where you had Coyote, um, pretty much her soul was transferred into another body, which was a... Um, kind of like a demigoddess body that she took over that was actually really strong. And so now I'm really curious because Coyote in, um, I would say like in her abilities, she was really considered like class-wise a healer. And so does that mean 
in the future she's going to still be a healer or is she going to be like a straight DPS, like, you know, strength kind of character, you know? So that's going to be interesting and what they're going to show us going forward with her as well. And I mean, it seems like um, Hajime squad got a nice little bump up in, in being in strength in the strength department. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we are going to talk about our anime analysis this is going to be our final grades uh, for all six of the animes that we review for the Saturday winter 2022 slate for anime discussion. And uh, man, you know, I, I'd say for, you know, Requiem of the Rose King, uh, this is a, a rather um, different anime. You know, I, I feel like, you do got to have to have a certain palette uh, for this anime. But before we go there, let's talk about our averaging. Uh, so from all the way from episode three to episode 12, um, we looked at animation and story progression and dialogue. And here is the average for animation, which we came out to be good. You know, and that's that's not bad. You know, like that, like the animation uh, for Requiem of the Rose King, it was good. Um, there are some things in here that I feel like um, people will not really like that much. And we heard from one of our commenters earlier. He said that, you know, a lot of the characters, uh, they kind of went out of the way to like erase some of their faces. So they would have facial expressions or whatnot, but instead of like having details with the eyes and whatnot, instead they would just kind of be glazed over, like a glazed over blank over face and you'd see their hair or maybe their, you know, their goatee or face, you know, facial outline or something like that. Uh, but that was kind of it. And so, and then they also had a lot of uh, still shots, uh, still shots that were kind of silhouette-ish in a way and they would allow you to kind of imagine what a fight scene would be like or if somebody was running away and you you know it, it was a quick way for you to kind of uh, use your imagination of what you think was happening and so um a bit <laughs> and so for for that i feel like um this the that probably takes a lot some points away in the animation department because I, I I can see how, especially in the very beginning, they did a whole bunch of those kind of still shot transitions. And it was, you know, kind of hard to comprehend what the story was about or what were they were trying to say. And so, you know, you would kind of have to use a little bit of your brain power uh, to kind of piece the story together. And I mean, let's just be honest, not everybody wants to uh, try to think very hard when they're trying to watch something and be entertained. They, they kind of want things to fall in their lap. So I feel like that would be somewhat of the knock in the animation department for this anime. Now, story progression was overall great. Um, now, I know we talked about how those transition scenes and the animation kind of made it hard to kind of understand certain things. But if you think about the story from, you know, the, the beginning, the first episode we got to see all the way up until now, it was for, for the most part, it was pretty cohesive. You were able to understand it. Uh, but I, I feel like the target should not be mostly about like all the other characters. It should possibly be more so about 
Richard and his plight and what he was going through. And so when you look at it from that angle uh, and then how other people kind of played a part in him getting to, uh, you know, this this portion where he's pretty much uh, lost all will to to, of, of trying to find love. Then you would say that, um, you know, I can see how this is a great story. And, and but uh, one thing that I, I feel like um, is a big part of why the story progression was so good is, you know, the amount of, uh, man, it's kind of, the amount of sheer will <laughs> that w- Richard had in saying, hey, like, I'm I'm even like I love my father. I'm just gonna keep on going. I'm gonna keep on going. It's like I feel like for the viewer, you're just hoping for Richard to see a great, a great um uh, ending and hoping for that. And so I feel like that's one of the sticking points of why someone would watch this anime because you wanna see if Richard will eventually kind of break out of this kind of uh curse like lifestyle. Uh, dialogue dialogue is a six as well you know it's great you know the you know this is somewhat dialogue heavy you do have to pay attention to a lot of things to truly understand what's going on and there may be some times where you have to rewind and find out you know what um you know to to make sure that you follow the story as it's moving along uh so i mean overall i mean i feel like this is a pretty good rating so uh the question is should you watch this now later or should you skip it and honestly like for 12 episodes the 12 episodes that we watch so far i'd say now watch it now like absolutely watch it now like it's it's a like I said, it's a, uh, now I will say that it is an acquired taste. If you are not someone that likes uh, more dark, uh, you know, metaphors or tones uh, and, you know, kind of this, uh, it has somewhat of a, a, a evil spirit, a lingering kind of feeling to it. If you're not really into that type of uh, anime or just genre of entertainment, then yeah, this probably wouldn't be a show for you. But I do feel that most people, if you're into uh, romance, drama, um, you know, suspense, if, if those are genres that you enjoy, then yes, Requiem of the Rose King is going to be something that you like, despite some of its downfalls when it comes down to the animation and being able to follow along with the story and, and dialogue. But um, I enjoyed it. You know, that, that it was like I said, it was a, a really good uh, watch and I, I do plan on continuing to watch. Uh, in the future so you know it'll be uh, during my downtime whenever i have i'll definitely be uh continue to see how this story ends for our dear dear richard and and i hope the best for him <laughs> all right let's clear the slates boom clearing the slates 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 okay we have our next anime analysis and that is for Boom, the strongest sage with the weakest crest. Now, the strongest sage with the weakest crest is, this is kind of an easy grade. Um, All across the board, the animation 
and story progression along with dialogue were all good. I'm not going to spend too much time on this because it's really simple for what I have to say about the strongest sage with the weakest crest. Um, this is a very safe anime. And I do think that in a lot of ways, this, this show was meant for a much younger audience. Um, and so I'm talking about, you know, maybe your uh, ages, uh, you know, seven to 13 years old, somewhere around there. I feel like it was made for them because of how safe it is. Um, there's really not that much gore, uh, you know, and there's not that much blood that's being seen, shed out, whatnot. Uh, the, the, you know, the animation, you know, are, are very simple. There's not a lot of like over the top fighting or anything like that. Now, you would imagine with a show that has, um, you know, powers and, you know, just supernatural abilities that you would see some just really awesome and amazing, you know, just kind of mind bending scenes. But that is not what you get from this this anime. It's it's almost like a uh, it's almost like a journal from Mateus, the the protagonist of you know what he did at you know after he reincarnated himself to to get stronger. And so I would say if if you're um, you know planning on watching this this anime, uh, then just understand that this is not something that's going to be. Uh, you know, in those top tier anime tiers uh, of amazement, like, you know, an attack on Titan or, um, you know, ReZero or something like that. And so uh, with that being said, you know, should you watch uh, The Strongest Age with the Weakest Crest now, later, or skip? And ah, man, it's, it's, it's really hard. I I'm going to say later for now i'm gonna say later because it's not a bad anime like it's not a bad it's, it's a really really safe anime and i feel like that you, most people would like the characters or whatnot but this is not something this is not an anime that you need to run and watch like immediately this is something that you put in the queue and if there's you know ever a time where you're just completely bored out of your mind and you have nothing else to watch Go ahead, put this on, watch an episode here, watch an episode there, and you'll get a couple laughs, a couple chuckles. Um, but you won't, you, you, you may leave feeling like, ah, I could have watched. You definitely could leave and be like, ah, I could have watched something else better. But if that better is not there and you pretty much watched like all the, the, the animes you feel is really, really good, um, then this is a, a, a nice little filler to kind of waste some time, I would say. You know, maybe a plane ride or something like that, or I don't know, riding on the train. But yeah. Okay, that is that. We're gonna clear the slates. Boom. And I have to say, I'm I'm actually kind of um I guess even for my rating, like how I rate stuff, um, I would say that I'm not uh like it, it's really hard for an anime to be like just not good or terrible or something like that. Uh, like it, they really have to hit a certain like side for me to feel like this is just not something that most people wouldn't watch. Like I, this is truly about what I enjoy watching this or not. And I think that most people would probably um, enjoy what we've talked about so far. Uh, okay. Let's move on to our next anime analysis and that is for do 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 boom 
Orient. Woo. Now, Orient is really interesting because it, it started off really, really bad. Like, like severely bad. I it got off. I didn't. I was. This was an anime in the beginning that I was really fearful of watching because every time that the, the you know I started watching, I'm just like, why am I doing this? <laughs> why am I doing this? You know. But hey, you know that that's what we do here on the BBP. Uh, for good or for worse, that's you know we 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 got to take the time and you know hopefully save you and your eyes from not having to go down the wrong alley of some bad animation. <laughs> uh, but you know overall, uh, this the animation was good. Um, there's not there, there's not like really huge over the top scenes. You know this is an action anime and it's very uh you know. I say generally safe. There's not too many over the top scenes. Um, and you got to also consider the art style too. It has this kind of uh, late nineties kind of feel to it, um, but it's, it's actually like really fun. Like the, the art feels fun and it has that kind of like, you know, let's just have a good time and just do some sheer action. The thing about it is it falls short in the action. It's not that, um, it's not that deep. You know, I feel like most people, if they watch it, not from a um, a, a mobile suit or uh, what always, mech, a mech genres feel. But if you think about Mo, uh, Gundam, like, you know, some of the early animes, that art style, think about it like that. That's kind of what Orient feels like, minus it being, you know, mech is more of... Um, uh, ha it has more of a uh, samurai mixed with uh, supernatural powers kind of theme to it, you know. And uh, but you know, like I said, the animation was still good. You know, I I, I liked it a lot. Uh, now story progression uh, was good as well. Uh, now it's <laughs> trust me when I tell you if you if you watch you know the, the very beginning the first mm, three episodes or so it's gonna be tough. You know, and you're going to ask yourself, why am I watching this? But I promise if you stick around for the ride, you'll say, wow, this is actually like not bad at all. Like I, this actually has a lot of potential to it. And um, the characters uh, that were developed within this story, um, as time goes on, you get to feel a little bit more connected to it, despite some of the very quirky, out of place moments that happen. And there are those moments that happen. Um, then we have dialogue, which is a five two. It's good, and and so you know overall, I feel like um, you know Orient is somewhat like uh, the strongest stage with the weakest crest, where it's I wouldn't say that they play it safe because they actually do take some risks with this anime, um, but it, there's it's just not anything to really write home about like. There's no, there, you know, there's not that one episode where, you know, people are going to be all over the internet talking about that scene. We have not had that happen yet. Probably the closest one was the Obsidian Goddess episode, which was really, really good, and the episode thereafter. Um, but, you know, I would say, you know, if if, if you ask me the, the question of, you know, when, with Orient, should I watch this anime now, later, or skip? Uh, I think this is a later watch as well. You know, this is something that you can 
pop in the queue as well. And I think uh, you would enjoy this. You know, this is a nice little plug and play when you don't have much going on. Uh, and like I said, you know, once you get past like episode three, you get around to four or five, uh, it starts to really get good. And you start to see the potential of Orient of how, who knows, next season, uh, you know, some of these these values could start being instead of good, be great. And I I do feel like it has that potential, but they really got to do something about <laughs> they really got to do something about the story like that. That That is the they they throw in some kind of quirky moments that are really unnecessary. Um, And I, I think if they're able to kind of clean that up and just kind of stick to the script of moving the story along uh, nicely, then Orion has a chance to be a pretty, uh, you know, a decent anime that people would, uh, will probably be talking about in the future. Okay. Let's clean the slates. Boom, boom, boom. Cleaning it, cleaning it. Uh, and we go on to our next anime analysis. And this is for... Bam, the case study of Vanitez. And, you know, as I said earlier in our show, um, yeah, the, va the values that I'm going to have for this show are going to be pretty obvious, I would say. But, um, you know, just the grade that we had for the episodes, the uh, animation was great. I mean, it was just so, so, so good. Like, honestly, this season um was just magnificent compared to season one i really do think season two took the cake we got some really good character development uh which you know kind of talk about within the dialogue but with that character development the animation from these from each individual character which is something that is so underrated i don't think people understand that you know, given characters like their own personality, their own movements and sequences that make them feel unique to themselves, uh, the way that they walk, like all of those are storyboard um, things that have to be discussed uh, as they're building out these characters. So it's a, a, a major tandem with the author, the writer, the producer, and all of them trying to get to a place where they can really um, nail these characters. Uh, and, and the animation definitely shows this in each of the characters. And I, it's just amazing in that aspect. And uh, that's definitely why I grade that. Now, story progression, uh, once again, this was great too. Um, just, you know, there's really, all I can really tell you is like the, the case study of Anita's from season one to season two, this is one of those animes where you, if you start watching the first episode, you will probably end up binging <laughs> the whole season one and season two within a week or so, you know, maybe even less because you're enjoying it so much and you want to see what happens next. And that also plays into uh, the next category, which is dialogue, which is so, so, so important because it's what connects, you know, the animation and the story progression together. And they just do such a fantastic job with, you know, making each character feel um, uh, like you you uh, understand them in a way, you know, and, and that's hard to do, you know, to get every to make it seem like each character has their own personality 
but you can gravitate towards them and understand where they're coming from. Whether they're your favorite character or your least favorite character, you you uh, got you got a piece of them and you you get um, what what their goal or what their personality, what their theme is about. And so, with the case study of Anitez, uh, you know the question is, you know, should you watch this anime now? later or should you skip it all together y'all already know that's a big now big now meow meow now <laughs> meow kitty now <laughs> but yeah absolutely i'll say this is a, a, a must watch record highly recommended put it in your queue and uh you know watch this as soon as you can you know you pretty much got your other animes that you really enjoy this is one of those uh, ones that you're going to thoroughly enjoy for sure. Okay, clearing the slates. Boom, 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 boom. All right, let's talk about our next anime analysis. And that is Arefureta from Commonplace to World's Strongest. Ooh. Now, we're going to go kind of this. This one is kind of is, is pretty easy as well. Um, you know, the animation, story progression, uh, and the dialogue are all good. Um, and I, you know, it's, it's, I feel like when you look at the animation itself, you would think that like, man, this is probably like some really over the top, um, you know, you know, top tier type of anime because the style wise, I mean, it looks gorgeous. It looks great, uh, but there's not a lot to the animation where it comes down to fight scenes or that leave you just frantically wanting more you know if anything you're you know i it left me like uh like you know can't like can can we get more <laughs> like we need more I, I feel like i'm I'm missing some size here you know and and that's exactly what happens um you know in arefurita you know it it the points that i had to take away is because the action wasn't as much but, you know, when it comes down to story progression and dialogue, um, they tell a really good story. Um, you know, you have our protagonist, Hajime, who, you know, for, uh, you know, short, long story short, was a part of this guild uh, that pretty much left him stranded because he fell off a cliff and he had to pretty much survive for himself. And uh, some way, somehow, he was able to use utilize his powers in order to survive and eventually got stronger um throughout time in the, within this dungeon and you know overall um you know he started put putting together his own team and eventually was working on his way to get returning back to japan which um i think that might be a portion at least going back to season one which some people might not really understand of like okay you saying that you're going back to Japan, but it seems like y'all have always been in this um, RPG-ish like world. And so there might be a disconnect with the story progression and some of the dialogue from that aspect. Uh, but I do think that, you know, this is one an anime that people would still enjoy. But, you know, once again, the question is, Arefurita, uh, from Commonplace to World's Strongest, should I watch this anime now, later, or skip uh and i would say mm, this is an anime you can watch later 
It's absolutely an anime you can watch later. And, you know, it's not a bad, like I said, it's not bad. I think that you would enjoy it. You know, have it in the queue and watch it, you know, episode every now and again from time to time. Uh, But it's definitely not something that you have to run to and feel like uh, you're completely obligated to to watch. You know, you can, um, you know, watch this over six months if you wanted to. And I think you'd still be satisfied with the time that you invested in it. Okay, that is Arefurita. Clear that slate. We're going to clear that slate. And now, y'all might be talking to me in the chat right now. I'm sorry. I can't see y'all because I have my <laughs> I have my spreadsheet. <laughs> Man, I, probably could, I probably could move this out the way. Yeah, I probably could do that. But it'd be hard for me to see my... Uh, it'd be hard for me to see. So, yeah. So, hopefully... Y'all are not uh, going too crazy right now. Maybe I can, I probably can minimize this. Yeah, I can do that. Oh, that works. Hey, look at that. I'm smart. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to our last anime uh, for our anime analysis. And that is the Orbital Children. Now, the Orbital Children we had a total of six episodes, and this is a Netflix original. Um, the only place that you can really watch that is on that platform. And, you know, I decided it looked really interesting with the plot, and we decided to give this a shot. And so, um, you know, with, with that, you know, I, I feel like six episodes isn't a really huge enough sample for me to say confidently hey, like you should absolutely watch this or not Um, because usually most animes, they're going to give us maybe 10, uh, between 10 to 16 episodes in the first season. So this is a really unique uh, situation that the Orbital Children is in with their rollout. And uh, part of me feels like the reason they took this approach is because they wanted to kind of sample and see like how would... um, people gravitate to this title and they might already have a plan of, Hey, we have a total of 12 episodes. We're just going to phase out six, you know, as our six episodes as our part one. And then when our part two comes out, you know, we'll release the other six. So it's very possible. They already have the whole series um, available, but they're just, you know, being, um, uh, they have a, a marketing strategy that they're using with putting out their content. And, you know, I, I, that's not a bad thing because if you think about it with a platform like, like Netflix, it allows them to feel like they're beefing up their anime catalog by dropping them in the kind of spurts like that. So, you know, it's a smart move. You know, I can't say that it's necessarily a bad if, if that is indeed the plan that they're going with. Um, but yeah, let's talk about um, the animation. The animation we rated is the best. Like, I mean, look, I'm telling y'all. Look, I just I just talked about um, the case study of Anitez, which I rated great. So if I'm telling you that the Orbital Children's animation is the best, I'm telling you, it's so, so good. And you gotta, like, this is a, a sci-fi science um uh kind of suspense type of animation and you you would think that 
Um, just based on looking at the characters, like the art style, it does kind of have this um, uh, kids next door uh, type of art, like cartoonish type of art style to it. But it's it's so good. And when you think about like the space and the stars and the technology that they use when I, and how it's, you know, they they uh, illuminate, it's just it's just so fantastic and i just can't say that any you know I, I can't say more about um how beautiful the animation is in this anime so i think visually most people if they watch this they'll really really enjoy it um the story progression i felt was good you know and a lot of the reason why uh the story progression wasn't wasn't graded higher is because you know, and it's kind of tied into dialogue, which I'll go ahead and uh, give the score for that. That's good as well. I'm going to kind of tie these two together. Now, the way that the story moved uh, going from A to, to Z or from episode one to six and, you know, showing us like what the Orbital Children is really about. I do think that they did a fairly good job with that. There were some moments where I feel like the, um, visually and dialogue wise, people are going to get lost because uh, because this is a sci-fi and it's very um, um, space driven and it has a lot of that terminology. You know, a lot of people are probably not going to be very excited about watching this because they're going to have to pay attention to so much uh, text if you're watching subtitles and if you're listening to audio you're going to kind of hear them going on <laughs> spats about you know the you know things that's heavily related to space and technology and so for some people um you know having that kind of um you know those conversations the things that they don't they don't necessarily connect with or they don't look into very often is kind of off-putting and so i feel like um, because of that, some people may not enjoy watching the herbal the children. And so, you know, as a whole, if I was to ask, should you watch the anime um, for the orbital children now, later, or skip? Who I'm gonna have to say later for that. I think you will watch this later, but I'm gonna also kind of make a caveat and say skip and, and here's why you know here's why i'm going to say later now if you're someone that loves sci-fi um and suspense and beautiful kind of different animation then yes this is absolutely a uh an uh, an anime that you could watch later and i think that you would enjoy especially if you already someone that frequents netflix it's only six episodes long so you'll be able to get through those fairly quickly However, if you are not a person that, you know, really likes sci-fi, you know, because I can say, like, I'm honestly not a big sci-fi person. Like, the genre of anime that I like the least is mech, like, Gundam and all that. Like, I, you know, even God Eater was a little bit too much um, galactic for me, <laughs> for lack of better words. So, yeah, like, you know, I can say, honestly say if, if you're not, someone that enjoys that type, this type of genre, then it would be a, a big skip for you. But I think for a majority of people, if you know, they're into sci-fi or um, if they're, there's something that they're willing to give a chance, I think that most people will find this a very, to be a, a interesting anime. 
Uh, now, <clears throat> after you watch it, you know, the six episodes, um, would you say that, yeah, I'm definitely coming back for whenever the next season drops? I don't know about that. You know, I, I do think that this is a later watch, but I think that the tolerance is not going to be that high. And so most people probably won't be returning back to watching the Orbital Children after the first go round. But, you know, that's just my thoughts on that. But what about yours? 